Well, welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Judy Jacobs. Judy is an author, a pastor, teacher, psalmist. Welcome, Judy. My goodness, I am so delighted to be with you today, Angel. And, of course, you know, it's always a delight to be with the people of God and to have an opportunity to share, uh, especially, I love the name of your program, Destiny Moments, uh, because I am... I'm all about the, the purposes and the destinies of God in our life, and, uh, and it's an honor to be with you uh, and to share today with your listening audience. Well, Judy, you've just written a book. You are anointed for this. Can you tell me about that book? Well, it's a very special book. This is my fourth book that I've written, and uh, I would dare to say that this probably may be my favorite. Uh, but one of the things that I love about it is I, I love to think that, it, uh, that it's kind of like a handbook for those who feel like they have a calling on their life, that they have a gifting on their life. All of us are gifted, uh, and God has called each one of us to walk and operate in that gifting. And, uh, and so we are responsible for those giftings. We're responsible for operating in those giftings. You know, um, uh, uh, Rick Warren wrote an incredible book many, many years ago, and it's called The Purpose Driven Life. And that's the title of the book. The subtitle, however, is what really sold the book. And the subtitle is, What on Earth Am I Here For? Because everybody wants to know, why am I here? Uh, and I think this book just sums it up uh, of, of not only why you're here, but uh, what you can do and how you can fulfill the calling and the anointing of God in your life. Isaiah uh, stood up, Isaiah spoke and said that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach the gospel. And so we're all, we're all anointed to preach the gospel. That word preach is proclaim or declare. Doesn't necessarily mean that you have a pulpit ministry, but it does mean that you're anointed. If you name the name of Jesus, you're pretty much wanting to declare and decree his name and tell others about what he's done for you. So that is really what this book is about. You're anointed for this. Whatever the this may be in your life, whether it's uh, in teaching or preaching or uh, you know, or singing or ministering to the elderly, ministering to the homeless or, or being a mother, is still uh, an anointing that comes along with your calling. The Bible says make your calling and election sure. And so this book really just kind of pinpoints those things that I have gathered in the last uh, probably 40 plus years of my life that I've given to the cause of Christ. And so one of the things that I, I also like to talk about in this book is that uh, whatever you're going through right now, you're anointed to get through it. And it may be a, a divorce, it may be a sickness, it, it may be uh, something to do with, uh, with your daughter, your son, your children. You know, one thing that I have found out in my life, Angel, is that sometimes God will not get you out of things, He will get you through them. And I think this book sums it all up by saying you're anointed to get through whatever it is that you're going through. So it's really a handbook on living out the Christian walk, living out the God-ordained anointing of God in your life so that you can influence your culture, influence your world, and ultimately see people come to Jesus. 
And that is the ultimate goal that people would come to know Christ and spend eternity with him. And so today, Judy, I love your book, Take It By Force, because we know that God has placed dreams and visions um, in each of his people. And um, will you talk to me about that faith that stands firm, even in the face of opposition? Yeah, and, and you know, the Bible says in Matthew eleven twelve, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. I'm talking about people who walk and operate in faith. Uh, because one thing that, that, that the devil wants to do is he wants us all to give up. Give up on our marriage, give up on our dreams, give up on our, our callings, our ministry, give up uh, the things that God has placed inside of us. And, you know, it was real funny when I was uh, finished writing this book, um, you know, I was doing interviews, kind of like I'm doing today. And I had this one lady interview me. She said, you know what, uh, this book uh, seems to be very, you know, it, it's obviously a spiritual warfare book. And she says, but do you think really it's very necessary to do all this fighting, to think about all the, the violence and the fighting and that you have to do in spiritual warfare? Is that really necessary? And uh, I asked her the question, I said, how much do you love your children? How much do you love your family, your husband? Oh, I love them with everything. So I told her, I said, every day you have to fight for your children. Every day there is a fight for your body. You know, you don't take a rest from breathing. You don't get up one day and say, you know what, I'm not going to breathe today. I just don't feel like I need to breathe. No, we have to breathe so that we can live. Same way in the spirit realm. The devil never takes vacation, angel. He never takes a rest. He never sits by the side and says, you know what, I think I'm just going to leave them alone today. He, the Bible says he, he walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But God has raised up people of violent faith. He is raising up people of violent faith because it's the violent that are going to see things done. It's, it's a matter of getting out of your comfort zone. And, and and submitting yourself to God. You know, we're the chosen people. We're the uh, the anointed people. We're the redeemed. We're uh, what what uh, Paul calls a glorious church. And we have authority. He says, I'm going to give you power and authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We, we have a, a destiny. He said, I, I know the plans that I have for you. He said, but we're to give you a hope and a future, uh, according to Jeremiah 29, 11. And so... God has given all of that to us. And so we, as people, the devil wants us to give up. He wants us to just to, you know, to say this is just the way it is and uh, this, is, uh, this is what's been allotted to you in your life. But the devil is a liar. We have power. We have authority through the name of Jesus, through the power of the blood, through uh, the word of God, and through the prayer of agreement. And it is, it is a matter of going after everything that God has said we can have. Amen. Well, you know, uh, Pastor Judy, I sat doing a Bible study with a woman yesterday um, on shame. And in John eight thirty six. He said, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And you know that scripture just hit me fresh again on yesterday. It was, it was like, um, you know, he paid a dear price for us to be free. Can you touch upon that? Oh, yeah. The price that the Father paid for us, 
The Bible says he gave his only begotten son that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And so what we have to do is understand the price that has been paid. And the Bible says that, that we are responsible for that. Because when you get to heaven, he's not going to ask you how much money you gave away, or he's not going to ask how good you were. Because it's, it's not, it doesn't happen by good works, and it doesn't happen by what you get. Now, he's going to ask you if, if his son's blood has been applied to your life. And, uh, and Jesus came that uh, we might have life. And he came to set us free from shame. He came to set us free from fear, from doubt, unbelief. He came to set the captive free. He was a friend of sinners, angel. You know, he was a friend of the publicans. He was a friend of the Pharisees. He was a friend of, of, of sinners. And so, you know, when you think about where we were when God found us, people like to often say, you know, I, I found the Lord. No, you didn't find the Lord. He found you. Praise mm -hmm. God. I'm glad that he found me uh, where I was at. And I was in such a need, needy place. Even as an eight-year-old, I still needed Jesus. Because that's what I was saved when I was eight years old. And I have needed him all through my life. So he comes to take away the shame and the guilt and the trespasses. If you're giving uh, condemnation, that's coming from the enemy. The devil always brings condemnation. Jesus will never condemn you. The Holy Spirit will convict you, but Jesus will never condemn you. Amen. Well, Pastor Judy, you were on Sid Roth recently. Tell me about that. Oh, it was a great experience. You know, Sid Roth is a powerful man of God. I love, absolutely love his energy. Uh, he's very passionate. He is a um, Jew, but he is a believer. And, um, and But he has seen and been a part of so many miracles. And he has a program and a television program and a radio program that really ministers not only uh, to Gentiles, but also to Jews alike. And uh, it was really exciting to share the testimonies and uh, the things that God has done in my life. I was sharing with him about my book, uh, You're Anointed for This. So it was really, really cool to be able to, to be on his program and to uh, probably minister to an audience that I would not normally minister to on a daily basis. And uh, for us to be a part of that was tremendous, tremendous blessing. And um, I would just encourage people to uh, look up uh, Sid Roth's television programming and uh, radio programming. It would be a blessing to your life because he is, he is truly a, a man after God's own heart. Well, Pastor Judy, we know that there is the supernatural, and uh, when you were on Sid Roth, you spoke about the anointing and the glory of God and how people are healed. Um, God said in His Word in Psalm 107.20, He sent His Word and He healeth thee. Talk to me a little bit about healing. Oh, my goodness. And yes, he, he is the healer. And, you know, a lot of people don't believe in the supernatural anymore. They they seem to think that God doesn't move in the, in the supernatural and doesn't move in the supernatural. But the Bible says that God, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he changes not. What he did yesterday, 
he can do today. So uh, there's so many miracles that I've experienced throughout my lifetime. And of course, to, to be able to sit and talk with, with Sid uh, and to hear about all the miracles that, that he's experienced. But you know what? Um, a miracle is a supernatural intervention in the natural affairs of man. That's what the definition really is of a, of a miracle. It is a supernatural intervention in the natural affairs of mankind. It's what the doctor says is not going to happen, but yet God says, oh yeah, I can do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. Uh, with man, it is impossible, he says, but with, with God, all things are possible. And so we have to believe, the Bible uh, speaks about in, in James and in Hebrews that the just shall live by faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things that are hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. And substance, everybody knows what substance is. It's what you can touch. It's what you can feel. It's what you walk on. But uh, what is evidence? Evidence is convincing proof. And if you want to know anything about evidence, ask a lawyer. And if a lawyer is trying to condemn a person because of a crime that has been committed, then he has to have convincing proof. And that's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. And hope does not disappoint. We all know that because Jesus is our King. He is our Lord. So he never disappoints. But faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it is the evidence. It's the convincing proof of things that you can't see. And so the Bible says the just shall live by faith. One of the things I have found out about that little scripture is that it is not going anywhere. That scripture is stuck in the Word of God. Praise God. You can cut it out. You can tear your Bible up. You can burn the Bible. But uh, it's going to show up in another Bible because we have to live and we have to walk by faith. And believe the word of the Lord and the word of God, as we all know, is our final authority. It's not what a doctor says. It's, it's not what a lawyer says. It's not what uh, what circumstances may say. But it's what does the word say about my situation. And so that is the most important thing. Well, Pastor Judy, you said the word believe. And I find... Like I shared with you about the individual, can you believe that the Lord has set you free? Because the word says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And those chains are gone. But you have to believe. And the same uh, for the listeners today, whatever their need is, whatever they're asking the Lord for, they have to believe that he hears and he will answer that prayer. Well, John says this so pointedly, this is the confidence that we have in him, knowing that if we ask anything according to his will, mm -hmm. he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, then we have those petitions that we desire. And, you know, I, I want to tell you another scripture that's not going anywhere either. And that is in Hebrews, in James, in Hebrews, it talks about the just shall live by faith. But he also says that it is impossible to please God without faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And to have faith is to believe, is to 
believe the unthinkable, the undeniable, the unbelievable. And you can go through the Hall of Fame chapter of Hebrews chapter 11, and you can see by faith Abraham, by faith Noah, by faith, by faith, by faith. All of these powerful men and women of God had to believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And that is the key behind our relationship with God. We must believe that he is who he says he is. And the Bible says, unless you do that, you can't even please God. You can't even attempt to even try to please God. You must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently, not a casual acquaintance, not once a year, once a month, uh, Christmas, uh, Easter, Mother's Day. No, he says he rewards those who diligently seek after him. And the word here is obviously is diligent. I want to be diligently seeking him. You know, people like to pray those fire prayers, you know, those uh, foxhole prayers when you're in the middle of a fight and or you're in the middle of a fire, or you're in the middle. So I want to know him today. So that tomorrow, I don't have to call him up and, and say, hey, do you remember me? You know, he's going to know exactly uh, who I am simply because we are in contact with each other every single day. Amen. Well, Pastor Judy, I want to ask you a little bit more about the glory of God. Can you talk to me about that? Well, the glory of God is the, the heaviness of God. It is the kabod. People often wonder, what is it about people when you see them fall? You see people fall whenever they're laid hands on or whenever they're prayed for. And people want to know, I wonder why people fall out. I wonder why they fall to the floor. I wonder why we've seen it in crusades and many other settings where people are just uh, people, uh, ministers or pastors or preachers will lay hands on people and then people will fall to the floor. Whenever the supernatural touches your natural, you can't stand up under that. That's what it's all about. It is the heaviness of God that is able to touch people's lives. And whenever the, that's the reason why our bodies are going to have to be transformed, Angel, because we're not going to be able to stand so much glory in this natural body that we live in. We are going to have to have a supernatural body. I remember being in a uh, service where probably 85 women, it was a retreat, and I remember standing on stage and the Holy Spirit speaking to me and saying, I'm about to show up in my glory. Mm -hmm. And as I did that, I just asked the women, I said, just lift your hands because God said he's going to show up in his glory. And as I be, we begin to worship, people would begin to fall down uh, and just like uh, somebody was uh, like dominoes. I mean, it just happened all over the building. People began to fall so beautifully. And uh, they laid on the floor. I don't know how long they were on the floor. We were all on the floor. And after a certain time, the people started getting up. They started screaming, saying, I'm healed, I'm healed. And miracles happened. And when the glory of God shows up, miracles uh, are present. They're present. God says that his, his glory was there present to heal. So when his presence and power shows up, people are going to be changed. 
Amen. Well, Pastor Judy, I always like to end the broadcast with prayer. And prior to um, this interview, a good friend of mine had called and said, Angel, will you pray for my brother-in-law, Toby? He has stage four cancer. And so will you pray for our listeners and also pray for Toby before we end the broadcast? Absolutely. Now, Lord, I just thank you for this awesome opportunity to be with my friend today, Angel. I thank you for her life. Thank you for this amazing ministry that you've given to her. Thank you for the way that she is impacting people, Lord, literally, in, in Canada and in, in uh, western New Brunswick, wherever she's at, and in, in Maine, and wherever this, uh, this broadcast is going out. I'm asking you, Lord, that as this broadcast says, destiny moment, that people will come into their moment. You said that everything, there is a time and a season under the heavens. So I'm asking you, Lord, that especially for my friend today who is in the stage four cancer, I'm asking that your Holy Spirit power would go to where they are right now. And I curse this to the core. And I say in the name of Jesus that by your stripes, this man is healed in the name of the God. And so I thank you, Lord, that today that healing is the children's bread. And today he eats that healing. And not only him, but others who may be listening today who are sick and are sick in their bodies. I'm asking you, God, that you would touch them, raise them up. I curse sickness, I curse disease in the name of the Lord, and I thank you, God, that right now you're, you're mending relationships, you're, you're, you're bringing healing to your uh, body, mind, soul, and spirit. And I pray for Angel today, Lord, I thank you for her, I thank you for the anointing on her life, what she is doing to advance the kingdom of God. Continue to use her mightily, and bless this listening audience. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Judy, and thank you listeners for joining us. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.